Welcome to Mission Minded, the podcast where we explore outside-the-box thinking in carrying out Christ's Great Commission. On this week's episode, we are discussing increasing the safety of missionary pilots. Joining us in this conversation is Glenn Ferguson, CEO of the International Association of Missionary Aviation, Derek Plant, the Engineering Projects Manager at Messiah University, and Jeff McClary, Student Projects Manager at the Messiah University Collaboratory. Our sponsor for today's podcast is Dignity Roasters Coffee, locally roasted and packaged by the distressed to fuel each day. Dignity Roasters was born through a passion to partner with the distressed and the desire of bringing the universally loved beverage of coffee to your hands. To order your own coffee or to learn more about Dignity Roasters, visit their website at DignityRoasters.com. Now here's your host, Jim Tingler. Hi and welcome back to the Mission Minded Podcast. I'm Jim Tingler. I'm going to be your host today in a special format. We've actually got two people joining via Zoom and Glenn Ferguson joining us here in the studio. So hey, hey guys, how are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm sorry. Glad to be here. So what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll go around, allow you guys to introduce yourself, and to start out, Glenn, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little little bit about the work that you're involved in? Okay, I'm Glenn Ferguson. I've uh, been a missionary in aviation for 35 years. Originally with Jars as a pilot for them. Flew 10 years in the Amazon jungle, in and out of some of the remote jungle airstrips, just like we're we're working on this project. And uh, in recent years, I've become the CEO of the International Association of Missionary Aviation. Big, big, long title, Easy, but we just refer to, to it yeah. as IAMA. Yeah. Just use that. So right. from now on, we're just IAMA. Right. So glad to be here. Good. Glad to have you. And, and Derek, I'll allow you to just give a little update on, on who you are and the work you're involved in. Yeah, so my name is Derek Plant. Uh, I work at Messiah University. We used to be Messiah College, but now we're university. Um, I'm the engineering projects manager uh, here. I've been here for about five years, and uh, I'm an electrical engineer by training, but have a heart for, for missions and educating students. Um, and uh, so I help oversee uh, different engineering projects that we run, and, um, and I work with students uh, such as Jeff here. Great, thanks. And Jeff, I'll please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Jeff McClary. I'm a senior mechanical engineer at Messiah University, and I'm the student project manager for the Falcon UAV team at the collaboratory where Derek is a project manager for our team. Great. Thanks for joining us, guys. So today we're going to talk uh, a little bit about a project that was brought to iTech and Messiah University helped us out on. And so that's something that we've been trying to, to really grow in is working together with organizations and, and trying to find ways that we could work together rather than, you know, us being the, the ones coming up with a solution. So Glenn, would you share a little bit about the challenge that you brought to iTech? Okay, let me just, just start by saying the vision of IAMA is to see the mission organizations collaborating, working together, sharing information, expertise, and resources. It's a big project, and we need to have that cooperation and work together. Yeah. And over the years, I've seen uh, a need. 
I also work with Mission Safety International. I've done uh, safety audits in remote parts of the world. One of the issues we see is keeping airstrip charts updated. So as the pilot pulls out his airstrip chart as he's going into a remote jungle airstrip, he can read the elevation, the length, the width, any special issues. When was the last time you updated your chart? We'll ask the pilot, and he'll look and go, mm -hmm. oh, five years ago. In the Amazon or tropics, how fast do trees grow? Ten feet a year? I mean, it's, you know, it's no longer valid, and they realize that they're landing 100, 200, 300 feet farther down the runway, and why? Because they haven't cleared the approaches because it gradually snuck up on them and they hadn't taken time to properly evaluate where they were at. So it's a safety issue. There's been numerous accidents of uh, aircraft on runways and so there's hazards and so we want to eliminate as much as possible or mitigate, however you want to use that term, to make things safer for the mission pilots. And as the, uh, the drone technology UAV, UAS, however you want to refer to it, has developed. We see great application for being able to use that and electronically, digitally do these surveys. And uh, I can talk more about how the pilot will use this in a little bit. Yeah, so uh, Derek has been one who has uh, reached out to iTech through uh, many platforms over the years, has come down to visit iTech and has said, if there are projects that come up that our team could be involved in, please let us know. And this seemed like it would be a great fit. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and so Derek, would you mind sharing a little bit about Messiah University and, and their vision to work and support projects like this? And, and maybe a little bit about what you guys did with the project. Sure, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to. So, I, uh, so the collaboratory, it's kind of a, a funky name, uh, something we came up with about 15 years ago. Um, and so it's the joining of the word collaboration and laboratory. Um, we work, it's a center with, within the university. We work closely with the engineering department and we, um, me as an engineering projects manager, we I help bring in new projects. Uh, we do electrical, biomedical, mechanical, civil, environmental. Um, and <clears throat> we, you know, we, in the laboratory sense, you know, we're, we're engineers. We love to work on problems and work with test equipment and build things and prototype. Um, um, but the collaboration part of it is, is really key for us is that we, you know, we look for partners that are missions minded, faith based minded. Um, and, and we look for them to bring kind of the, the need or the engineering problem um, that they need to have solved um, to us. And, and often they also bring the, the relationship with the community uh, that can be anywhere in the world, um, the, the missionaries or the end user of, of whatever project it is. Um, so we partner then with these like-minded faith-based organizations like iTech, like IAMA, um, that bring us the, the engineering problem to solve. Um, so I had met uh, Troy Townsend and Jim Tingler a few years ago and, uh, and kept in contact with them and actually made a trip down to iTech to discuss what potential projects uh, could they see us working together on. And they brought up this, this uh, you know, problem of, uh, of, the, of the runways not being safe and, and the airstrips or airport diagrams not being updated. And, you know, is it possible that drones, you know, are we at a place with drones that they could be a useful 
um, tool and actually be able to map and uh, map these runways and um, determine whether they're safe to land on and take off. Um, and I'll let, let Jeff uh, add, in, add in anything here. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. If you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit about uh, how those actually can be a solution in some of the projects that, that y'all did in order to determine uh, the accuracy and the ability of using UAVs to map out airstrips. Yeah, sure thing. Um, at first, our, we kind of broke our project into two separate parts. It was like research and development and then testing. So the first half was kind of picking the drone, looking at what's available at different price ranges, seeing what would be kind of the best fit for this project. Cause obviously you don't want to be spending tens of thousands of dollars on a drone and then find out it doesn't actually work for what you want. So the first half was kind of finding that middle ground. Once we found a drone and a drone mapping software that we thought would work, then we began testing it. So we would uh, lay out small objects in a big open field and then make that see if it could detect those small objects and then we did bigger objects we tested trees uh, there were a few cars kind of thrown in there as well just for fun so we tested a whole range of different objects and different terrain to see what exactly this uh, system that we were coming up with could map and how accurately it could map yeah one of the cool parts of this is this is just hobby level uav this isn't you know some super fancy drone that you go and buy um you know offline have to have special training i mean this is using a, a dji quadcopter that you can go to best buy or wherever else and, and get this um, but help us understand okay what is it just adding a software i mean what do we do from there yeah so the very brief overview of the project is is just a commercially bought drone and a commercially brought bought mapping software and when you um plan a flight we call it a flight plan with the software it uh, tells the drone where to fly and then you literally just go out to your mapping location and press start and the drone does all the work for you it fly it takes off by itself and it flies over whatever area you're trying to map in a grid pattern so just back and forth and it simply takes a whole bunch of pictures. And then those pictures combined with the different sensor data uh, that are built into the drone, um, then get uploaded back into that software and then it generates the map for you. So it's a very easy process. All the hard work is done for you. And it's just a very easy way to get this high resolution image and um, even a 3D model of the area you're mapping. So mm -hmm. it's a very user-friendly process that gets you a lot of um, good data uh, the process is known as photogrammetry which has actually been around for like a hundred years um, being able to take you know camera shots at different angles um, and then and then actually you know do some trigonometry and uh, be able to generate a 3d model so with the advancements in drone drones uh, computing power and cameras these this is enabled now um, you know us to generate a high resolution 3d model map um, of these areas. So Jeff, when you think about hobbyist level quadcopters, something you'd buy off the shelf, I mean, what kind of accuracy levels does this provide? Yeah. So obviously because it's a hobbyist level, it's not going to be perfect. But with that being said, it's still very accurate as to what we've deemed to be important, which is determining trees. So we found that the larger the object, the more accurate it is. So with trees, we got 
uh, results that were about 10% in either direction. So uh, it's not a big difference. So there's very little error. And then as you kind of get down to smaller objects, obviously there's it's a little bit harder to tell because grass can interfere with objects and there's more uh, error there. But we found that no matter the size of the object, you're always able to see it on your map. The uh, specific height of maybe a cardboard box or some small object that we've tossed in a field, that height might not be quite as accurate for those smaller objects, but you can definitely see it's there. We've never not been able to find something. When you say plus or, or minus, uh let's just say i know you guys tested a backpack in the field right that was one of the things that you did i mean we're not talking plus or minus a foot we're we're talking plus or minus inches yeah so for small objects like that it would say it was uh like two foot object it would it might say it was like a foot or a foot and a half so it wasn't like it wasn't saying that nothing's there or it's like a six foot you know pillar or something so it's still relatively close uh, the smaller the object, that little bit of error is, has a bit of a bigger impact. Yeah, Jeff, some of the uh, data you showed me showed uh, undulations and surface imperfections on the runway surface itself, and that, that is quite valuable data. Yeah, yeah, so for the land itself, it's, it's a much wider area, so it's easier to see those little imperfections. It's like the camera picking up a small object, say like a backpack in multiple pictures, is less... Uh, accurate because it's a smaller object, but like a big open field or say a runway is a much larger object. So it can pick up those ground changes and elevation much, much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And Glenn, do you feel like this would be a, a beneficial tool uh, to be used in mission aviation? Oh, absolutely. That's why I've been uh, watching this project, um, wanting to do this for a number of years. And I feel like the technology is finally here to make it simple so that we can do it. But uh, if we make it easier for those pilots and those flight programs to do this, they're much more likely to do it. You know, I envision the pilot going out there, you know, and releasing this little drone and getting it to do its thing. Right. And then he takes it back and gets all the data plugged back into the computer. But the, the benefit to him then will be, most of our pilots now are using what we call electronic flight bag. They're okay. using their iPad. Okay. Where back in my day, we used paper charts. Right. Now it's all going to be right there. It's easily shareable with all the other pilots. And as you're en route, you pull it up, and there's the information, and it's current. Uh, hopefully it'll have a, a flasher that goes up. You're six months out of date, and he will resurvey so that we keep this data current. That, yeah. That's the key is keeping current data, and that's right. what we're pushing for. Yeah, I think I mean the, the – this tool was out there. You could have found it. Uh, what Messiah and the team there did was they tested everything that was out on the market. They went through, okay, what are the actual capabilities and could this work for what Galen is seeing the use for? And so that time and investment was huge because as technology comes out, you know, there's, it can be overwhelming. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of different directions, uh, you know, Glenn could have gone, but to have something that has gone through the testing that, you know, Messiah has done uh, is extremely beneficial and helpful. Yeah, and I'll just say that our expertise in that area is very, very low. We're focused on other things. We come to you guys that do this. You're the experts on it. 
and we can partner and work together on it. That's exactly what we like to hear, Glenn. I mean, we, we as the collaboratory, you know, we're looking to kind of come alongside you and, and define that problem, you know, something that you maybe don't have the time to tackle or work on and to, to offload that from you guys um, and, and to partner uh, with you and to solve that problem. On the drone side, you know, it's been it's been really uh, a joy to work with. You know, we have four students on the project. Um, you know, in the fall, we did a lot of testing, a lot of flying to figure out, you know, what, what size objects can it detect? Um, how, you know, we found that it can, it can detect trees and detect, it can actually tell you the height of those trees within, you know, 10% plus or minus 10% accuracy. Um, and we, we really, you know, from a feasibility standpoint, you know, we, we, we kind of um, set out to conduct a feasibility study, you know, is this feasible technology to actually, you know, do what Ayama and Glenn would, would like to see. Um, and, I, and I think we've shown that, that, we, that it really is a, is a capable system. It's not perfect, um, and, uh, but it's a capable system that's easy to use. Um, we, we, we think that, you know, what, what did the time that it would take to actually, you know, go out and fly a mission with a drone, you know, you're talking about, it, you know, up close to an hour of total time to be on the ground. Um, so now, you know, uh, a pilot with a with a kind of a, uh, another person could, could run around a different fly around at different airports and, and actually conduct these um, uh, these flights and, and then do the post processing coming back to the mission space or wherever and uh, and actually be able to now provide updated uh, airport diagrams um, airstrip. Um, and and I, I think it's, it's tremendous. I really do think that it might be where the where the technology uh, is is at, and it's ready to actually solve this problem, and um, and make make uh, you know pilots and operations uh, safer. It's really just yeah. another tool in the toolbox uh, to be able to help the people involved in mission aviation and uh, just really mission transportation as a whole. I'm curious, Jeff, what did this do as far as your student experience to work uh, just with a team that? Is, is trying to solve real-world application for the mission field. Yeah, I think this really, this really added to my school experience a lot. The collaboratory is actually the reason I chose to come to Messiah University, because all the schools I looked at didn't really have something like that. Most schools have some sort of senior project where you, you do something, but it's just like for the school. Whereas the collaboratory is we're working and solving real-world problems that actually help people uh, getting that education and you know perfecting our skills so it's the best of both worlds really and the fact that uh, I got to work on a project that directly helps with uh, the missions field is also really cool as I grew up as a missionary kid overseas so it's kind of like I'm coming full circle and I'm kind of going back into that life where I've, I'm kind of I've been in the U.S. for time now that I've been overseas so like I'm I'm kind of one of the more uh typical American normal kids out of the family because I've been here longer. So it's kind of cool to get a bigger picture of what like my older siblings and my parents experienced. That's that great. Really cool for me. That's great. And we appreciate the time you guys have invested in just trying to help, yeah. you know, again, solve some of these challenges that are out there. So, well, I think, let me, let me just make sure. one more comment here about what we're doing. We're using technology. And if you've heard me in years past, you will hear me say, 
our work is not about airplanes. It's not about aviation. Right. It's not about the technology. It's not about UAVs. Right. But they are the tools we have to promote sharing the gospel effectively, getting our missionaries out there more safely so that they're more effective in sharing the gospel. That's what it's all about. It's not about the technology. It's about Jesus Christ and making him known. Yeah, it's not about the tool. Amen, Glenn. Yeah. I was going to add there that, you know, I've, I've read biographies on Nate Saint, you know, the and and Jim Elliott, and, and I remember reading about Nate Saint and how, you know, in the 40s when he started flying on Ecuador, you know, he was able to transport people, you know, uh, missionaries or other people, you know, in a 30-minute flight, he could bring those people 